it's good people it's reg it's stone and it's day 48 on the kanye west campaign tour we've just left wisconsin on the bus kanye's in really good spirits northwest is right now coloring in crayons showing us where we should go next on our map travis scott is somewhere in the back playing xbox and uh, right now working on the budget so far, we've got 25% sent towards Yeezys, 15% sent towards Supreme, and about 3% sent towards healthcare. So I think we're in a really good position to kind of come out and <laughs> sell it to the people in the middle of a pandemic. So yeah, you know, everything's great. You know, looking forward to serve in his uh, future staffing, you know, chief of staffs, hopefully, who knows, maybe, perhaps. And, uh, you know, we'll hopefully see Registone doing big things. Holler. That's right. <laughs> cabinet positions 2020 cabinet, let's go across the board let's get, go. get the grip going baby let's get go. the grip going like but, uh, <laughs> i mean yeah i mean we might as well talk about it because it, it's still fresh but uh you know after there was a couple of will he won't he because he hadn't he didn't register for anything in the last week or two you know let's rewind a little more actually you know Kanye west once again announced that he was going to run to be president, which everybody rightfully assumed it was just a mere, you know, publicity stunt for his album. Um, about a week ago, I guess he tried to, you know, downplay those fears by actually trying to register. So he had his first campaign stop this weekend, and it was an absolute shit show. He's yeah. rambling, breakdowns, just just ugly all around. Yeah, um, it's 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 funny because. You know, I, def- I defend Kanye on this podcast a lot, um, <laughs> and I and applaud it. It's like if you if you've got to have faith in anything, let's have faith in Kanye. You know, um, and you know, again, like the way I defend Kanye is like he's not R. Kelly, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, but um, I don't know. So uh, my homegirl like sent me the link of of Kanye, kind of with this whole like, is this your king? type of mentality <laughs> and oh man i'm so disappointed dude i'm i i'm so disappointed like I, as a fan as somebody who wants him to win i'm very disappointed like you know now the the whole gap easy deal is uh you know that whole partnership is coming on, under scrutiny and might collapse um yeah, I'm just very disappointed, fam. <laughs> it's a, I, I think it's I'm gonna I'm gonna be contrary in a weird way. So like I watched a good amount of it, and what I came off of it was like sadness almost and kind of pity. Like it's something where yeah. when when I all right. So like traditionally, not to say that you know people can't have fucked up views while dealing with mental issues. But watching it, I, I think my meter in my head where for the last couple of years, I'm just like, oh, it's just the narcissism. It's just the ego he's always kind of had just kind of going off rails. Normally, the mental health issues aren't helping it. Kind of watching it, I felt like that kind of flipped where I'm like, oh, no, this might mostly be mental health issues, kind of. Like, I think, you know, it sucks. Yeah, and I think the sad thing is, you know, it seemed like, Kanye was kind of all right. We could talk about the mental health, like you know, afterwards. But before, you know, just on the context of what Kanye was saying, 
it seemed like Kanye was kind of walking back his whole, well, not really walking back his whole slavery was a choice mantra. Clarifying. Like, Let's say clarifying. Clarifying and maybe even, be, you know, going, being more woke and, you know, participating in the Black Lives Matter movement and, and whatnot. Um, you realize that he kind of still is, but also his like idea of what race is, is like so kind of crazy. And his idea of what, like, I I don't know. It's just, it's just to me, the comments are kind of just and the doubling down is making me fear that he is very far gone. Right. And I think like, that's like the biggest that's the biggest disappointment, right? Like, there's not going to be that, that Cinderella moment, right? Or whatever, where he just snaps out of it. And he's like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm cool. You know, <laughs> I, I think I think it's it's going to, it's either going to be something that he just, he's always going, he's going to die on a sword, or, like, it's going to take years for him to maybe get the help that he needs. Um, because the mental health thing, I think, is just very... I, I think it's it's that to me it's also sad too because you know he obviously has a problem he obviously needs to not be around enablers and not be around people that are putting him out here and like doing whatever um but it seems like that's not happening and this has been like a like this has been happening for years right so I I feel like that's that's the thing that that bugs me as well it's like like Kanye should just get the help that he needs, get the support he needs. You know, like, they shouldn't be putting him on stage to do these things. <laughs> yeah. And, like, somebody should be saying no, and, like, nobody's saying no. Like, and that that's also very disappointing. Yeah, no, it's something where, and, because, and, like, what bothered me is the idea of where, like you said, it's in the past it was muddied, so you figure he would clarify certain things, but you watch it, and it's just like, oh, shit, he really doesn't know what he's doing or what he's saying. And it's just like, obviously, you know, we're both people definitely on the left of the political spectrum. You know, I don't. it's hard to be a black person in general and not be on the left. But even the examples of where, you know, they want to be like, I'm a proud Republican or, you know, you wanna, I want to be an alt-right or, you know, people who are doing the grift, like let's say Candace Owens, you know, they're, I won't say they're dumb people, but there's a logic to what they're doing. They may, you know, when they debate, they don't really bring facts, but at least they'll bring strawmen. They'll, there's a logic following through it. It may be based off false facts. It may be based off basically lies. But there's a thorough, there's a thorough line in the thinking. And what kind of struck me is the fact that he's just there and it's just like, he's just kind of having a breakdown on the stage. There's nothing really like fucking like, oh, yeah, you know, so-and-so, you know. You know, Harriet Tubman didn't free the slaves because we still work for, you know, there's a ways to kind of flip it and you just watch him like flail at it. And it's just like, oh, no, he's not even like old Kanye who used to give like a fun interview. This is some other shit like it's gone. And it's the idea of where like, you know, and it, what's fucked up is like, and like bringing it to your point. This is not the first time you've got this really rich, popular dude or do that, honestly, going through some shit. And there's people around them, and they're basically enabling them because it's just like, I'm not going to tell my boss he's fucking up because these checks are still coming in. Yeah. And the thing is, th th it always ends in tragedy. Like, there's nowhere this ends where fucking he wakes up. And for even forgetting about the president, just like his career, his viability, his family, relationships, these things will just deteriorate over time. And it's like, it it's kind of like shit. It's just like, fuck. 
it's like somebody for somebody who's so high profile, somebody who's had all these collaborations. It's weird that like nobody's really like chin checked him on something like, hey, bro, you know, you maybe you need to get some help. Maybe you need to do some stuff. And it's like maybe the idea is that he's such a narcissistic narciss- narcissist where he doesn't really think he does. But it's a shame because it's like, you know, this is a dude where 10 years ago was creatively at a, at a very high level. He would he would give, you know, crazy. You know, don't get me wrong. There was definitely some 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 doses of grandeur there. But there were things to what he was saying, you know, like when he was complaining about like, you know, not getting into like, let's say, you know, the fashion houses locking him out, you know, the houseway moments. So he had some good points, but at least his big point of where, you know, like I want to be in Louis Vuitton, you know, that kind of made sense. It's, it's just like you kind of see him kind of failing on stage and it's like, fuck, dog. It is like it's kind of sad to kind of have this dude who's been such so pivotal in music kind of on a downward slide and nobody's really like calling him on his shit. Like, you know, yeah. it could very yeah. easily be like, you know, it's just like, you know, and like it's, it's something that's played over and over again from like your from your young trap rappers to like your Elvis, Elvis Presley's to your Michael Jackson's. Is it is it something where it's just kind of like, you know, oh, we've kind of been on this path before. So, like I said, all I watched in the clips is it's like, oh, yeah, this dude is having a mental breakdown. Obviously, he's been having a mental breakdown for a couple of years now. And nobody kind of cares. We just kind of, you know, on, on one hand, the public is laughing at it. If they aren't pissed, rightfully so pissed, don't get me wrong. But, you know, a lot of those people are just like, oh, whatever, whatever, Yeezy's coming out. And on the flip side, those other people are kind of taking advantage, going back to Candace Owens, where fucking, you know, she was kind of riding on the wave. It's like, fuck, somebody's got to be there to be like, yo, bruh, maybe you need to, like, maybe you do need to take those trucks. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, definitely. And, and again, like, I, I, I really, I still want Kanye to win. Like, you know, I, I'm not going to turn on Kanye I mean, you know, I'm very disappointed. I definitely have not listened to Kanye in a long time, like a Kanye West album in a long time. Um, and you know, and that's I, the I, kicker. I, like, like he has an album coming out on fucking this on Friday, and like I forgot because of all this other shit. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> it's, it's 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 crazy. It's crazy. I mean, it's it. I don't know. Maybe it'll take him because you know, it, for the most part, his easy sales and all that has not really been affected but that could change that can change really easily like we're we're in a different climate now where people don't stand for that stuff and will go after your bag so you know i feel like that's like the next level of this where people are kind of like yo like the easy deal you know adidas is already getting scrutiny for his lack of uh, black and brown people in high positions um, you know, the gap deal is now suspect, um, you know, maybe, and unfortunately, maybe this is the, the, the thing, like once, once somebody starts going after your bag, maybe that's the catalyst for change. Um, but it's just, it's just sad to see all around, you know, I, I'm not going to like, you know, clown on them. I, I've seen all like the memes and stuff coming out and like people are just going crazy, you know, but I'm not going to do that. Cause I, I feel like it's, it's just sad all around, you know, and yeah. this is from just from a fan so yeah yeah i don't know and then, and then like i guess to piggyback off the memes and everything else and the jokes the big news was basically you know earlier in the week there was an incident where basically leaving kylie jenner's house uh to, I, I, i'm gonna say you know tory, tory lanes but i'll say tory lanez because i like i prefer that for some weird reason <laughs> Mr. Lanez and, and uh, Miss Megan Thee Stallion were in a car together. Something happens, 
and ultimately, you know, Megan Thee Stallion went to the hospital for a quote-unquote cut foot, and uh, Mr. Lanez went to jail for basically an unregistered firearm, I believe. Um, a couple of days later, it seemed kind of Megan Thee Stallion kind of said, hey, it wasn't anything about cut feet. It was about basically I got shot in the foot. Uh, footage leaked of basically, you know, the NYPD, um, LAPD kind of forcing her out of the car. Like, you know, Tori Lanez is already on the floor. She's kind of like hobbling, all bleeding everywhere, and it kind of, you know, just looks scary just from watching it. You know, in the, in the age of where, you know, like there's been a continuous just barrage of police videos that go the wrong way, it's kind of scary watching. Um, and the rumor mill kind of basically, the rumor mill being TMZ, basically says that it was all, it all boiled down to, you know, Mr. Linus was, I don't know if he was inebriated or not, but who knows? They were in a car that was chauffeured. An argument broke out between Megan Thee Stallion, her homegirl, and him. He pulled a gun out and apparently fucking don't know if it's intentional or not. Fucking shot fucking Megan Thee Stallion. And, you know, as usual during the time, you know, from the beginning to here, you know, because, you know, Tory Lanez has had somebody where he's had a career resurgence where he's been the guy on Instagram doing quote-unquote demon time, finding strippers. He's had a weird career resurgence where... You know, he was somebody where he was singing, he was rapping. You kind of tell one of those dudes, I'm trying to think of who I'll compare him to. Whereas, like, what are the, like, trying to, you know, I'll do whatever it takes, R&B, pop-wise, to kind of break through. And, you know, in the pandemic, he kind of had his own little weird quarantine kind of gig of where, you know, this little virtual, like, I guess, I don't know, Instagram fucking influencer type shit. You know, obviously, Megan Thee Sounds had a great run. She's Her career is on the upside. And it's kind of fucked up where, you know, like people are kind of cracking these jokes but these jokes are kind of serious because a somebody got shots b in this la- latest version is basically domestic violence you know and 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 like you know and it's like I, i've heard different things where going back to the idea of we're talking about kanye west apparently um tory lane's they're like he might be bipolar or there was rumor about that it might have mental health issues who knows? But it's, it's still kind of fucked up. And I remember there was a big thing where Megan kind of came up a couple of days ago kind of saying, hey, guys, you know, you guys are all joking, but this is some real life shit and I'm really fucking hurt. And she's kind of got a point. I think to a certain extent, we kind of sit there and look at these, you know, these incidents. It's kind of funny, but it's also a dark side. And like I kind of think back to like Savage, the 21 Savage, where basically, you know, he got arrested for not having his green card. Everybody found out he was originally a native of the UK. The jokes are pretty funny. But then you look at it and it's like, yeah, that's kind of cool. And even he kind of said those jokes are funny. But the bigger picture is there where you've got this, you know, this person of color kind of caught up and locked into the same bullshit. There are people who don't have the same means that he does with ICE, with immigration under this administration. Going back to fucking making these stallion, you know, it's kind of jokes and shit. But at the same time, it's like, yo, you've got a black woman here shot by a black dude, apparently in an incident of rage, where it's like, it's fucking funny, but not really. Like, it's, you know, it's we're lucky that she's alive. She's going to, at least according to her, going to make a full recovery. But that's some dark ass shit. And it's very kind of yeah. telling where she kind of had to hop on there and be like, look, guys, you know, y'all cracking the jokes. This is some fucked up shit. And she's got a point. And I and I think it's the idea of where, you know, it's 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 the social media. People love to crack jokes. People do this, do that. But it's also a time of reflecting because you gotta have to realize that a lot of the times when we crack these jokes, we kind of subtly kind of you know, I won't say we support it, but we kind of normalize this thing that's fucked up. 
going back to 21 Savage. 21 Savage, is a, it should have been a big example of how fucked up ICE has gotten where somebody who's had paperwork, who's doing all the good shit, who's a person of means, still gets caught up in the system. In this case, you've got Megan Thee Stallion, who's, who's had a rough couple of years, you know, grandmother died, mother died, but it was on the up and up, stayed positive. Somebody who's not known for doing any kind of stupid shit was partying at a Jenner's house, who I'm pretty sure even in this Kanye climate, it's pretty much a safe space, is getting a ride from her homeboy to get back to her house, and she fucking gets shot. You know what I'm saying? It's, it, these are two incidents where, on one hand, it's kind of easy to look at it because there are people of means who kind of bounce back as much as anybody else could. But on the flip side, it's fucking traumatic, and it kind of shows you shit that regular people go through all the time that don't have that same chance. So it's kind of easy to kind of make fun of celebrity, but A, they're people too. And these incidents kind of illustrate just how fucked up the world is for regular folks. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, yeah. that's, that's, you know. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And, and it's kind of crazy. Like, this this is still, like, a very fluid situation. Um, I know we started talking about this, like, days ago, and it seems like nothing's really changed. Um you know, Tory Lanez was, I guess, indicted on gun charges, but not indicted on, like, you know, I don't know, attempted murder or something like that. So um, it's still unclear about, like, who shot, like, what led to the shooting, if it was just, like, a accidental thing or if it was, like, you know, intentional or, like, maybe it's, like, you know, one of those things where you, you pull your gun out to just say, like, hey, like, you know, don't step to me, and then, like, you, you trigger it. Who knows? Um, for me, it's just, like, something where, I don't know, it's just, it. you know, I, I, I feel like I sound like an old man. Like, there's so much violence in hip-hop, you know, but... <laughs> You know, so many dead rappers. You know, but it's, we're it's, all in the same game, guys. We're all in yeah, the same game. you know. Um, but it's, I think I think it just you know kind of sucks. Like you're, you're right. You know, Megan Thee Stallion is somebody that's been on the up and up. You know, and and you know she hasn't even hit the full apex of her career. You know, she's still like like on the upward trajectory. Um, and I, you know, just I just. I don't know. Like for me, it's just kind of like if something more happened in that situation, that would be just like a very sad time for for music in general, right? Yeah. And for for the culture and for the industry. Um, so I think for me, it's just kind of um, just really sad that, that 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 happens. You have two emerging rappers, um, Tory Lanez and Megan Thee Stallion. Um, you know, you have this gun charge, you have like gunplay, like it's just the fact that we're, you know, it's, this is something that is happening in the world. And one of our brightest and rising female rappers almost died. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. It, it's, 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 you know, it's, it's sad, you know, it's really sad. And it's like, she, and she makes a coin dancing. Like, it's not like, like, she, like, it sounds kind of fucked up and dark, but she needs that foot, damn it. Like, you know, she's somebody where she's very active. She's 24. There's a whole spectacle. We were talking about the BET shit, how it was that whole Mad Max shit, the BET performances for the yeah, awards. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, she's somebody where she's a very active-ass performer, and now, even though it's a dead time, it's kind of fucked up, and it's kind of like, like I said, it's it's one of those things where it's like, you know, like, like you said, it's very fluid, so we don't know what exactly happened, but I think we're kind of like, once she kind of hopped on and was like, hey guys, this is not really a joke. I was like, she's got a kind of a point. And I think it's the idea of where 
particularly in these times, particularly what's happening in the world, you know, just because somebody's of a certain level or has a certain level of prestige, yada, 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 you don't know how their life is, we gotta have to treat them like humans also. And I thought that was kind of a, a weird thing to kind of see and to kind of have it go down where, you know, I f it felt like it was this kind of dark all around where I felt like, you know, just because it's easy to clown, we kind of can't lose what's happening at, at that moment. And at that moment, somebody got shot and it's fucked up. That's all. Yeah. No, yeah. definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And then uh, the one last thing I want to kind of talk about was kind of, I guess, I can't say in a lighter note, but at least a less, <laughs> a more healthier note, perhaps, would be. Um, so, uh a week ago, I was listening to, you know, going through my social medias, and then uh, something hit my box where it was a band called The Cult Classic. Gave it a listen. It's a little, like, power punky, kind of upbeat, aggressive guitar music, a little experimental. There were some noise breaks. And then later I found it's from this band called Illuminati Hotties. And I was like, wait a minute. Like, why is it, if it's Illuminati Hotties, and blatantly so, because when I listened to like, the lyrics, I actually made references towards Illuminati Hotties. I was like, what the fuck is this shit then? So I did some digging. Um, so who's Illuminati Hotties? So... A couple of years ago, you've got a woman, Susan Tudson, uh, radio recording engineer, uh, successful, worked in the Hamilton soundtrack, obviously a lot of indie rock bands, uh, had the idea of, hey, you know, not to be funny, you know, I'm white, <laughs> I play guitar, I could do this too. So she kind of assembled the band called Illuminati Hotties, did pretty well for themselves, uh, to open for a lot of big bands, had a great 2018, buzz bands, you know, Pitchfork loved them, yada, yada, yada. Wrote our second record, you know, was supposed to come out like like like, and like we all had plans. Twenty twenty, we're all gonna do <laughs> awesome shits, you know. I was you know crazy, awesomely cool shit. She was just like, I quit my job as a recording engineer. I was supposed to be out there touring in these streets, but then she ran into something we've talked about in this podcast a lot. Industry rule number four thousand and eighty, record company people are shady. So to kind of rewind it back a little bit more. Starts this band, signs up with a um, record label called Tiny Engines. Who are Tiny Engines? They're basically a record label, I believe started out with punk bands, but kind of branched off into doing indie rock shits. So they've been buzzing around. They had like 32 acts. You know, they're kind of quote unquote known. You know, I, I felt like as, because I think they came into the, 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 the era around 2008. So as indie rock was kind of going down, there was this new band, no new, new label, I should say, kind of coming up. Up until let's say November of last year where Adult Mom, another indie rock band kind of said, hey, you know, I haven't gotten paid my royalties in a really, 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 really long time. And basically, you know, shit kind of spilled out. Billboard wrote an article a couple of years later, a couple, a couple of months later, earlier this year, basically showing you that, you know, a lot of indie labels kind of moved the same way big labels were. Where in this case, you had an indie label tying these bands, giving them, I won't say huge bonuses, but if you're a struggling band, somebody giving you five G's is a decent amount of money. But at the same time, as opposed to a lot of other indie labels, they had a lot of onerous record label contracts here where, you know, they own the next couple of records, they own the masters, yada, yada, yada. So Voluminati Hadi is going back there. She's about to drop her second record and she realized, oh, shit, I never really got paid for my first one. Oh, shit, I still owe them another record. So it goes back to that whole occult classic record I was listening to. Basically, she created a whole record on the side, uh, recorded very quickly, very punk, very angry, you know, gave it to the record label to release, apparently got pissed on her own, kind of leaked it on her own self. And then, you know, and, and that's about the whole story. And then now the record came out officially on Friday. 
Um, traditionally, for me, like, you know, Illuminati Hotties is very much in that indie sphere. You know, that singer-songwriter, a lot of acoustic guitar, a lot of, you know, songs about relationships. You know, it's something where I can listen to and I understand, but I'm also a black man of a certain age of a certain means, so I didn't necessarily get it. <laughs> but <laughs> what was cool is that whole, you know, that little quote-unquote, you know, quickly released mixtape to kind of get out of the record label deal, I loved. Why? Because, you know, that record was, you could tell, literally, you know, they were chanting about free Illuminati hotties, there was the anger, there was the drive there where, you know... That, that weird, you know, fuck the system type shit where kind of resonated with me and it kind of made the music a little more upbeat, a little bit more poignant. And, you know, it just kind of goes to kind of show you, and the reason why I bring it up is A, because I like that record a lot, but also B, just in general, people out there kind of be careful just because, you know, Tiny Angels is a cool label. It's like they're small. It's like it's some, like a big major label like Merge. It's, it's a very small. They're like, it's a, even they said themselves, it was like, it was all handshake deals. So it's not surprising that an indie rock band would be like, yo, bro, come out here, give them this money. I mean, give them, give them, give them my music. I get a little money back. Everything's going to be peach and, like, you know, peachy keen. But even indie record labels are really fucked up. And the only thing I can tell everybody out there is, you know, no matter what you're doing, particularly in these times, watch your coin. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Yeah. And yeah, no handshake deals at all. <laughs> at all. <laughs> you know, and, and it's really sad. I mean, you know, that's what music should be. There's a lot of, you know, just people getting together. And you see this in the hip hop world, like where, where, where like cats like jump on a track. Right for a feature because they've been in the same studio or the studio next to each other, and then that like, that track blows up, and then like home homeboy doesn't get paid for that feature, right? Yeah, you know you see a lot of this kind of like happen, and you know music is kind of in the spirit of the collaboration, and then the business comes in, and you know obviously the business is shady. Um, it's just you know I'm glad that he's able to do something like really punk and DIY. Um, but it's also just really sad to see that, um, and you're right to see, to see that in a, in what we call the indie space. Uh, it's really sad, but I think one of, one of the things I'm realizing, and you know, I used to kind of I think like ten years ago, I was like really naive about like some of these labels and and things like that, and and companies, and it's like oh, it's, you know, it's, it's 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 not these old old guys anymore, right? It's millennials, like everybody's collaborative and blah blah. blah. It's like no, it's the same shit. Same yeah. shit, different suit, you know? Yeah. It's like... <laughs> no suits. It's, it's, it's like Chuck Taylor. No, no it's, it's, yeah. it's Tom's shoes. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's Tom's shoes. <laughs> all birds, you know, all, all birds. birds in the building, you know? Um, <laughs> but, you know, yeah, but it's the same It's the same shit. It's the same tactics. It's the same, like, slimy stuff they've been doing in the, in the 70s. So, um, you know, if, if, if you are a musician... And a label approaches you, lawyer up. That's all I gotta say. Lawyer up, because you yeah. know it, it's 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 just at the point where um, you can't trust anybody. Um, you know now some of these labels probably now don't have the same revenue sh- streams as they did prior to this pandemic. You know, so they might even be more shady, right? Because they have to eke out more revenue and profit um, from you know lack of say recording sales or lack of touring sales, things like that. So it's the, the tend to be a little bit more shady, I feel in times of panic. So, yeah. uh, just watch your back out there people. Yeah. That's it. yeah. Anyway, uh, uh, what, you, what you been listening to stone? What new music you got for us today? Yeah. So, you know, I told, I told you before the podcast, um, I had two friends who are completely un- unrelated to each other. 
both text me around the same time about this album. Um, both text me like in the vein that like you know I listened to the album already. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and we're just like getting my opinion and I'm just like, uh, what, what are you talking about? One person didn't even like, you know, text, like, like who the album was just said, Oh, we're newer again. Like such (laughs) a bold reimagining. I'm like, wait, what? So I had to Google (laughs) the album and you know, we're new again, you know, doesn't mean that much. And I finally like landed on the album. Uh, but anyway, um, McKay, McKay, Micaiah McCraven, who is a Chicago kind of new jazz uh, drummer. Uh, I mean, some would say, along with you know Kamasi and you know, some some of the UK cats, have really been um, the catalyst for this jazz revival over the past few years. Um, you know, to be honest, there's some people who just like have only heard jazz through Micaiah McCraven. Um, or oh, Kamasi. Kamazi or Kamazi, yeah, Lollapalooza yeah. tour, baby. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Get, get that, get that yeah. white hippie money. You know, uh, but I have no idea who, like, I don't know, Count Basie or whatever it is. But anyway, um, so he dropped a new album called "We're New Again," which is a reimagining of Gil Scott Heron's album, 2010 album "I'm New Here." So Gil Scott Heron is, uh, if you don't know. Um, really amazing kind of like back in the 70s um, activist, poet, um, musician, um, just really kind of, I mean, if you actually listen to Winter in America, it's one of the most depressing albums you probably listen to, but <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really amazing. It's a combination of activism um, and just like um, just prior to hip hop, like really calling out the system but also combined with amazing orchestration um, and, and just amazing production quality all around. Um, it's a hard to d- explain in a 2020 sense, but it's almost like a film soundtrack to something that's not like it's like it's not filmed. A film soundtrack to America. There you go. There you go. Uh-huh. Um, so um, that was back in the 70s, and essentially, you know, he put out some albums here and there, um, you know, got you know, involved in, like, drugs and things like that. Um, in 2010, he dropped an album right, and I believe it was either right before he passed away or he passed away while recording the album and, and didn't get to finish it, and it was put together, you know, after his passing. I think it's a combination of those things. No, no, it was right before he passed away because he he said in his last interview that I'm new here. Like, it wasn't his album. He was just kind of like in a daze when he was doing it. And, you know, uh, the dude from XL Recordings, I think, like kind of put it together and he was just kind of like, eh, whatever. I'll take the coin, right? But a lot of people, especially these hipsters, only know uh, Gil Scott Heron from that 2010 album. Um, and also Jamie XX's 2011 rework um, called, uh, what is it called? Like, We're, We're New Again? No. Like, We're New Here or something like that. Um, so, most, and I we, think, we need some know, new original titles for this, for these remakes. I know, songs, I know. Man. Like, how, how many times are going to, like, like, beat this title to death? But, um, so the Jamie XX album, which is actually really, really good, um, the rework 
really, I, I would say, like, I don't know how Gil Scott would, would think about this album, but it definitely opened up Gil Scott hair into a lot of different new, friend, new fans um, and just, like, a lot of, uh, like, new venues. Like, now, like, you like you hear Gil Scott's hair in an EDM's, like, space, right? So, um, so this album dropped, um, you know, nine years later, and it's another reimagining of I'm New Here, but instead of, you know, that EDM stuff that, that Jamie XX was doing, this is, you know, in the vein of jazz, experimental jazz, um, and, and kind of in what in the vein of what Micaiah McRaven does best. Um, and I think it's dope. I think it's really cool. And it's definitely probably truer to what I would feel Gil Scott Heron's vision would be. Uh, yeah. You know, in a lot of ways. Um, like the 2010 album, I didn't think was that great, to be honest. And you can kind of tell it's like a patchwork of different things. And I feel like uh, Micaiah, like, really kind of like, I don't know, like, he, he did some work and put it together. And, and it, you know, this album just sounds way more like cohesive and just way more like um, solid put together. And then it's just this jazz soundtrack, you know, which is, again, like, truer to, like, maybe what Gil Scott Heron would probably do. Um, you know, it's got, like, a lot of really good people on here, like Brandon Younger is on, the, on on here, like, a lot of, like, good backing, like, like bands uh, and instrumentals. Um, and it's a really solid album. You know, I, I have to say, it's it was very surprising. Uh, I had no idea this was coming out. Um, but, you know, when you listen to both albums back-to-back, it's just like night and day. 